As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply free glass vase for $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Go to proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone and enter the secret code 3000. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. With fresh flowers, guaranteed delivery, and unique vases and accessories that mom will love, ProFlowers has everything you need to get your Mother's Day shopping done for all the moms you know. Order now from ProFlowers to get huge savings. Just pick a delivery date and it's guaranteed or your money back. 100 colorful blooms sent fresh from the fields and guaranteed to Stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven days, starting at $19.99, and will include a free glass vase. Order now because Mother's Day is this Sunday and this incredible special expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 3000. That's proflowers.com, secret code 3000. Republican primaries are being held today in four states, including Indiana, North Carolina, Ohio, and West Virginia. Now, these are all states that President Trump carried in the 2016 presidential election. Retired Marine Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North will be the next president of the NRA. That's what the organization said yesterday in a statement. Today, Colonel North joined Fox News to talk about what he hopes to accomplish as president of the NRA. My purpose is to, I'm, I'm the quick reaction force, I guess is the best way of putting it. Uh, we've got a message to get out to the American mm -hmm. people. It's a very straightforward message. The NRA was created in 1871 to teach the safe handling of firearms, marksmanship, and protection of the Second Amendment. It's very simple. All We're right. not out to take anything from anybody. What we want to do is help everybody keep their freedom. That audio courtesy of Fox News. Please remember you can find us online at usaradio.com. This is USA Radio News. Live from the 51 Radio Studios in Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad, bringing you all the sports talk you can handle every Tuesday night at 8. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. All right, all right, welcome in. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. Facebook Live on the U.S. 51 Country Facebook as well as... The Fox Sports Jackson Facebook page. Big show tonight, talking NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Predators going to Game 7 also. We'll discuss if it's fair that Vegas gets to win so early. And what does it take to be the greatest of all time? We'll have those discussions in the show as well. Jeff Ireland will join us to talk local high school football. 
But we want you to be the star of the show. We want to hear from you, and there are a couple of ways you can do that. Adam, tell them how. That's right. You can catch us on Twitter, at Adam Chad Sports. You can catch us live here on Facebook. If you miss us live, it'll be here after the show, so you can check us out. Um, also, if you want to catch us on an app, you got iTunes, uh, Spreaker.com, and iHeart. And if you want to give us a call, it's 901-475-9355. And with that, we'll kick the show off the same way we do every week. It's with our weekly sports update that we call The Rundown. The Rundown. Kevin Harvick won another race, this time at the Monster Mile in Dover. Clint Boyer finished second with Daniel Suarez in third and Martin Truex Jr. and Kurt Busch rounding out the top five. In the NBA playoffs, the Cavaliers swept the Raptors to get their four straight Eastern Conference Finals. They await the winner of the Boston Phillies series. The Celtics lead that one 3-1. In the West, Houston and Golden State both lead their series 3-1, and they're trying to close out their respective series tonight. The St. Louis Cardinals are 20-14 back in the lead in the NL Central. They swept the series with the Cubs, but now drop two in a row to the Twins. The Predators forced Game 7 in the Stanley Cup playoffs by defeating the Jets in Winnipeg last night. Game 7 will be Thursday in Nashville. That is the rundown. Oh, Adam, the NBA playoffs, of course, tonight. You've got Houston trying to close out the Jazz, and you've got Golden State trying to close out the Pelicans. Uh, Very likely that they will both be able to do that tonight and head on to the Western Conference Finals to face each other. Cleveland already punched their ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals. They beat Toronto in a sweep. And a lot of people thought Toronto was the best team in the East. Look out for Kyle Lowry. Oh, my goodness. Toronto was always pretending, and it showed four straight games, four straight wins for a battered LeBron after playing uh, against Indiana in a tough series and then to come back, and he basically single-handedly beat them. Kevin Love had, like, a couple of decent games. Maybe Tristan Thompson contributed a little bit, but basically LeBron – and four other people, whoever they were, beat the team. It could have been me and you right. out there. And LeBron single-handedly beat the Raptors, and so now he's into his, what is it, eight, nine, eight or nine straight Eastern Conference Finals now for LeBron? I think so, yeah. Something insane like that. Uh, and four for the Cavs, since he's been back with the Cavs, he's been every year, and so he's back into the Eastern Conference Finals now. They'll get the winner of Boston and uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers able to avoid the sweep by getting one win at home. Now they head back to Boston, and uh, that one's tomorrow. Boston will try to close them out at home and probably will. Boston looking really good. What's really impressive is what Brad Stevens has been able to do with – the Boston Celtics team without Kyrie Irving and without Gordon Hayward and still putting together these wins and up 3-1 on the 76ers who are, you know, nobody's joke. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, I mean, it's a great team. Uh, And Boston's just playing out of their mind right now. What Brad Stevens is getting out of the team is insane. I mean, if there was ever a coach of the year – it's got to be Brad Stevens, right? Maybe coach of the, like the last five years. Do they have one of those? Like he, I mean, this guy is doing an amazing job in Boston without his top two players, and he is going to play unless um, unless something incredible happens for Philadelphia. 
he's going to play in the Eastern Conference Finals without his best two players and hasn't had them for the entire playoffs and still got there. Now, it's not the West. I know it's not the West, right? But it's still impressive what Boston's been able to do uh, without Kyrie Irving. And you think about next year adding Kyrie Irving back in the mix, adding Gordon Hayward back in the mix, that team's going to be really good, man. And uh, Boston, you may see Boston actually giving Golden State a run for their money next year in the championship series. Yeah, either that or this could be a, a fluke. We don't really know. Uh, I think the I one don't thing think you get a fluke over fourteen games, man. I, it's like I mean, it, it might just got hot. I mean, I don't mean like a fluke, fluke, but uh, like with Kyrie, maybe Kyrie really isn't is big of a. Uh, a threat to the, as they as he we thought, or maybe he's not that guy that really holds the team together. Maybe they don't really necessarily have to have him to, you know, the depth is there. But then, it, like I said, it just and it could be that they just finally got hot at the right time. It's you know, I I think what's going to wear. We'll find out for sure because they've had to go. Was it seven games now in both first round and second round? So it, we'll see how that wear and tear. Then again, it may not. They may run all the way through. I mean, I'd like to see them. Go on, and if they now if they go on to the finals, oh yeah, I mean, well, no, they're only on game five right now, and in the first round, they they I think the first round they did go seven games, right? But they're only on game five in this series, right? But I mean, this one having that, and then now you know this one probably I think they'll close out though, so it shouldn't be more than five. But if it does go say six, I think it'll be more impressive even then because you got a a depleted roster, and then you're still going to be able to move forward, but. Hopefully they will, but I I don't. It's kind of well. Know. And the idea in playing a series instead of a one and done tournament, the idea of playing a series is that you make sure the better team always wins because over the course of seven games, one team can win any one given night. Right. But over the course of seven games, the best team is going to win four out of seven, and uh, so that's the idea behind a series. And you've seen it with Cleveland each time they've they they've won the series. I right. mean, they're proven to be the better team. Will they be able to beat LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals? I, I don't know. I, I think they've got a, the I think they've got there. a shot, honestly. I think they've got a shot, but I, I'm not sure that anything is going to stop LeBron from getting back to the Finals again. Right. Well, and then also, yeah, that, that's the unfortunate part. But, I, I did, and, but then again, they've surprised everybody to this point. And, all, and really – it really the roadmap to beating Cleveland. Just, I mean, I know it sounds easier said than done. Just make sure LeBron's, you know, contained somewhat. You know, he's going to score no matter what you do. But contain him a little bit, and they Cleveland shown they can't do anything without him. So you cut his production by half, you you'll beat them. I mean, if it, but I know that, like I said, that's easier said than done. And then because we know Kevin Love is not really doing a whole lot, and then the rest of the no names, it's just kind of crazy. But I. I hope Boston. I mean, I'm not a fan of either any of the teams in the East, really. But uh, I don't. I'm tired of seeing LeBron on there in every every game. It's oh, look at the last shot. Now he didn't make a, this last one, but it was kind of like he was just left out there to take the shot. You know, nobody, me and you, actually both saw. Well, that. he had a guy on him. He stepped back and took. The, I mean, he had a guy on him. Yeah, but it wasn't like it was a. You know, they didn't charge it. Like he had a free run all the way down there, and he just had to step back and take the shot. And we and we both know we saw the shot. That wasn't. Tore it up. Keep going. That wasn't a uh, straight up, you know, like he even looked on his face like he couldn't believe he made it. it. That shot went off the backboard, went in there. 
But yeah, that the other now the other times I think what was it game two maybe he did hit the final shot and it was a well, straight in, uh, up Indianapolis like, uh, yeah. the the series with the Pacers he he hit a game winner too. right and now that one was a straight up skill like he threw that up and it was like he knew it was gone as soon as it went in and it was a and it was even a contested shot too this one was more of a yeah it was a little contested but he threw it up it popped the backboard just right and it was like I think even he. Yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, I got a little lucky. But the fact that he took a good enough shot to get it to come off the backboard still, you know, that's skill. But you can't let him drive like that. Well, and honestly, I mean. You only have one the, guy try to jump up and block it. The Cavaliers have been up major in the game. Oh, and then yeah. they allowed Philadelphia to get back in it because of poor defense. Right. And uh, so LeBron, he just kind of put the seal on it and made sure they got the win, even though Philadelphia had fought their way back into the game. I mean, not Philadelphia. Um, Toronto had fought their way back into the game and uh, really, you know, made a game of it. And here, here it's coming down to the end, and uh, uh, maybe Toronto's going to pull this off, and then LeBron able to get that last second shot. So it was. I mean, look, it was a good shot. Like I saw where somebody asked him afterwards. They said, uh, "LeBron, what was the degree of difficulty of that shot?" And it's like, it's not like he planned to take it. You know what I mean? It's right, like they're they're like, what is the degree of difficulty on that shot? Well, man, uh, I don't really know because I've never practiced a shot falling over to the side, throwing it up against the. Right. Back. He may have, but I, you know, I mean that that to me that's a silly question and and deserved a silly answer. And I think all he said was, uh, very difficult, I guess. But uh, you know, it, it's uh, it was just one of those things. It went in, and here we are. We'd have been in the same place. Maybe they uh. Toronto would have escaped with one win, but uh, we'd be in the same place and they'd be playing for the finals. Over on the uh, Golden State side, I fully expect them to close out the Pelicans tonight. And uh, and really, Houston should close out the Jazz tonight, too. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And so we'll see, which we've always thought it would be Houston and Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. And uh, so we'll see if Houston can give a run to that dynasty in Golden State, to Steph Curry, to KD, and all the rest of the supporting cast there. And we'll see if they are at all shaken in Golden State by, you know, Chris Paul, James Harden. It's a pretty good crew there at Houston as well. And uh, so we'll we'll see what they're able to do. I don't think they'll be able to beat them. I mean, honestly, it's probably a Golden State-Cleveland rematch in the final again this year. That'll be the fourth, fourth year in a row, fifth year in a row, something like that. It's, uh, I think, a fourth year in a row. I was thinking last year. I can't remember. I was trying. To, I was thinking last year it wasn't, but I. No, but it yeah, was because LeBron's been there, so they've been there every time. So, yeah, I. That that's one thing. It's kind of like I. I mean, I'm used to other sports and certain things. The same teams like Golden State. I don't mind watching them a whole lot because they they are a little bit entertaining and and they are that good. They deserve to be there, and the depth is incredible. But. It's like the stuff with Cleveland, just it's getting old with LeBron. I think it's mainly because of LeBron. Just it gets old watching him, but and it's he all him. It's it's different if it was other, you know, if they had a complete team. And even then, though, you get tired of. I, I guess it's more me with Cleveland. I'm just not a, I think it's a fan. I'm just not a fan of them. Period. But but I don't care. I mean, if it was more than LeBron, like if it was a solid team with more than just, I mean, yeah, people, Kevin loves there. But if it wasn't just the the LeBron show. Whereas that's one thing I do like about Golden State, they're like the Villanova of of the NBA kind of thing. You got a good, you got a group 
that play together, whereas with Cleveland, it's just... No, they're like the Yankees of the thing. Like, they've bought their entire team. I well, mean, that's true. That's and true, and look, a few years ago... But they I mean, do throw they, it around. It's they, not they just already, one player. They got the best coach, and then they already had Steph Curry and... Uh, uh, Draymond Green, and uh, and then they add Kevin Durant. Right. That one I thought was a little ridiculous with that, but, you know, he wanted to win a ring. He's, you know, and wanted to be there, and they've had the money. I guess they moved the cap around to make it work and all that. But I, you know, and I don't mind seeing them as much. I mean, yeah, eventually it's probably going to get old. Cause, and I think if you break some of those pieces away, though, they could slide enough to where they won't be so dominant at that point. But. Well, it'll remain to see what happens, but uh, like we said, uh, got a game going on tonight. Uh, both games going on tonight with them and Houston trying to close out their series, so they meet each other in the Western Conference Finals. When we come back, we're going to have Jeff Ireland. He's going to talk a local high school baseball and softball. Brighton Cardinals won the district in baseball. Covington is moving on. Covington girls are playing for their lives tonight. We'll tell you all about it coming up in just a moment on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. I take great pride in my lawn. My Raptor zero-turn mower from Hustler gives me the perfectly manicured cut I want. With the power, strength, and speed of a professional zero-turn mower, I quickly maneuver around obstacles with ease, allowing me to maneuver around life's most difficult obstacle, time. Hustler Turf, quality tools designed to improve quality of life. The Hustler Residential Family of Mowers, starting at just $27.99. Get yours today at CNC Equipment Rental, located inside Lauderdale Lumber. Give them a call at 731-738-9111. So who are you? A member of a sports team, business, community organization? Let everyone know who you are with help from Muddy Waters Shirt Company on Highway 14 next to Fast Times. Muddy Waters staff will work with you to design your perfect t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, hoodies, sports bags, towels, and more. Muddy Waters Shirt Company will help you get the word out. Your design will stand out, and so will you. Muddy Waters Shirt Company on Highway 14 next to Fast Times, and make sure to like them on Facebook to see their work. It's not just a home or a car. It's the money you save, the overtime you work so that you can have nice things. The State Farm team of Brad Carlisle wants to protect them. We are the number one choice for home and auto, and with discounts up to 40%, we can save you money and give you the coverage you deserve. Let the Brad Carlisle team save you an average of $480 a year. Call Brad Carlisle State Farm today at 901-476-7500 or visit bradcarlisle.com. Partly cloudy skies for this evening and overnight will drop to 67 degrees for the low. A mix of clouds and sunshine for tomorrow with a few isolated afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Wednesday's high 87, Thursday sunshine in 89. Weather is brought to you by the Racquet Club. They're proud to introduce a new wellness program called Live Well. 
For more information, call the Racquet Club at 765-4444. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of U.S. 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website us51country.com and click on Calendar to post your information. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. I'm not trying to make you nervous, but this is the Sports Jock and Chad. All right, Adam and Chad back in here with you once again. And joined as we are at this time every week. By our friend, the sports editor for the leader and the Collierville Herald. His name is Jeff Ireland. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. And we've got a lot going on, man, in local baseball and softball. Got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Brighton getting the district championship uh, first time in uh, eight years, ten years, something like that. Ten years. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's exhausting. I think I've written about ten stories the last two days, but yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you started with Brighton Baseball because that is the, the place to start. Yeah, they won the district tournament championship last night, beating Dara County. So that is the first district tournament championship in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time they qualified for the region semifinal, which is a, you know the goal of everybody in baseball since, I think, four years ago. So, yeah, that, that was a huge, huge win for Brighton Baseball for sure. Big time, looking for big time stuff out of them. Uh, who who is their ace at Brighton? <laughs> You're gonna put me on the spot, aren't you? Ah man, <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, I say things to you guys that I don't put in print. It's kind of funny. You know, <laughs> it's like I sort of like you know dance around things in print. But for you guys, I'll tell you the real deal. Uh, Brett Wilkins is their ace. He's a senior left-hander. He's signed with oh gosh, I forgot somebody. Anyway, he's a ace. He's a race, but they've got two or three other guys who are like almost the races. You know, they've got about three guys who are right there. You know, it's not there's not a huge difference. It's not like he's the race and everybody else is whatever. Right. But yeah, Brett Wilkins is the race, and he it's kind of weird. Yeah, he got knocked around a little bit by Dara County, uh, not this recent game, but the game before that. He got knocked around a little bit and gave up four or five runs, but they came back and won anyway, and. And then last night they, they they took care of business and won again. So, I mean, they're in really good shape. I'm excited about Brighton. You know, I think some people were kind of skeptical about them, especially like we talked about last week. They lost some games down the stretch the regular season, you know. But, right. I mean, they're in good shape. They won the district championship, which means they're going to host that all-important region semifinal game next Monday, which and is it, good. You're, you're at home, plus you play a lesser team than if you were to finish second. So, yeah, because they play either, know. what, Bartlett or Arlington? Probably. Yeah, I think it's Butler or Arlington. I'm not really sure who that'll be. I'm not sure when the game is even being played, but you know they're going to have all their pitching lined up, and you know I assume they'll throw Brett Wilkins. I'm not really sure, and so they'll be, you know, they'll be in good shape. You know, they got to win that, and then win win the following Friday and they're at state tournament, which Brighton has never been to state ever. So that'd be a really huge deal if they happen to make it. Right. So they have to win the was it the sectional, and then they can move on to the state. Regional yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, it's, it's confusing, but I'll, I'll try and explain as quickly as I can. 
<laughs> right. So Monday, <laughs> Monday is a region semifinal. That's a do or die game. Right. You lose that, you're done. You win that, you move to the region championship game. And that game, if you win it, you host a substate slash sectional game. If you lose it, you travel for substate slash sectional. So, if that makes sense. Monday is a do or die game. Wednesday, not so much, but if you win Wednesday, you're at home and you play a lesser team. So, both games are important. Gotcha. So, really, the Monday game is the most at this point right now. Is the <laughs> it is. It is. That's the huge game. I know all year I've been talking about how I, you know, I get bored with the regular season, but you know the, the, the good time is finally here. So this is an important time. And Brighton, I mean, they have a legit chance. I mean, honestly, before the season started, if you told me Brighton was going to be in the state tournament, I would have probably said, eh, probably not. But right now, I'd say they have better than average, better than average chance of making it. I'd say right now. Yeah, so, and yeah. They, they've done pretty well. I mean, all year they've been pretty steady. So, and I don't. They know have if, been. I don't think did have they played bar. Bartlett or Arlington? Yeah, they lost to Bartlett and Arlington uh, in the last couple games of the year. Uh, they played them, yeah. <laughs> the last couple games of the regular season, they had lost to uh, Bartlett and Arlington. But, uh, you know, we'll see. It's different in the playoffs when you're playing for your life. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, wanted to talk a little bit about Covington, though. They pulled off a win, too. And uh, so Covington moving forward as well. Uh, Munford out of it in boys and girls. So before people uh, st- start saying, you didn't say anything about Munford, though, well, they're both out. So uh, that's about all there is to say about it. Now, moving on, uh, Covington uh, is uh, moving forward as well in baseball, and uh, they're looking pretty good too. Uh, maybe not quite as dominant looking as Brighton, but they probably played a little bit tougher schedule. I mean, you're talking about Covington baseball? Yeah, I mean, yes. I don't know. They played a really difficult schedule for sure. I mean, they look less than amazing during their district tournament, but they're winning games, and, you know, my thing is sort of like it's hard to get excited about these games because, like you said, they went to Florida and played, you know, nationally ranked teams, and all year they played all these amazing teams. So they go, you know, they get a district tournament playing Haywood, which no disrespect to Haywood, but, you know, they're Haywood. <laughs> right. So it's just, yeah, I mean, they have a little bit of a letdown. It's not their sport. And I know they're looking, right, it's probably my fault because I've written all year that they're, you know, we know they're going to a sub-state Fly sectional game. Can I quit saying that? By the way, can I say subset or sectional? Which got which? Which you got prefer? I don't. Are they the same thing? Is that? It's, uh, a, it's officially called a sectional, right. but most of your old school guys sub-state. like the word, like the phrase "substate," yeah. right? But it's yeah. officially a sectional. So I'm really getting tired of saying "slash." So let's go with sectional. Anyway, yeah, okay. Covington is going to go to the sectional game a week from yesterday. Uh, that right now, I'm sorry, a week from Friday, pardon me, a week from Friday, there, there will be a sectional game. So, I mean, I think the players know that, the coach knows that, everybody knows that. So it's, it's kind of hard to, like, get hyped up for these district tournament games. Right. Which I think is part of their problem. But they won, you know, so that, that's how our bottom line. They won, and they're, they're moving on. Uh, Covenant girls are playing tonight to stay alive. Uh, so... Do you have an update on that game? I didn't see it. I don't see it on uh, Game Changer yet. I do not have an update, but they will win. <laughs> I will put my uh-huh. reputation on the line. They will win that game. They're playing, I forget who they're playing. Is it Millington or Bolivar, maybe? I forget who they're playing, but I, they will win that game. Yeah, I don't yeah. I, I don't have it. I, the last game I have is yesterday. Of course, they lost to Ripley, which caused them to be playing for their right. uh, survival that, tonight. Yeah. In that district, Covington and Ripley are the only two decent teams. So, I mean, they're, Covington is going to move on also. They will also play a sectional game 
you know, a week from Friday. So, you know, they're going to have a chance to go to state also. So, yeah, they're they're going to move on. I don't know who they're playing tonight, but whoever it is, they will beat them. So they're going to move on. So, I mean, what it boils down to is we, basically we got Brighton baseball, Covington baseball, and who did I miss? Covington softball? Yeah. yeah. They're all going to be playing for a state tournament berth a week from Friday. And we haven't that mentioned Brighton softball yet. Yeah, they are They are done. Yeah, Hardin County took care of them. No, and Munford beat them. Munford beat them. Oh, yeah. Munford did? Oh, okay. And uh, that is – that's quite a shock to the softball world, really, when you talk about Brighton softball being out this early. That's uh, it, it, that 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 hardly ever happens. It was a surprise. They've been to the state tournament the last two years, so yeah, I was actually at that game when Munford beat Brighton to eliminate them. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, Brighton just you know they just couldn't keep people from scoring runs. That was their main issue. They scored plenty of runs. They could not keep people off the board. So they yeah they they went out. They had a really tough senior class. I think it included five or six college signees. So yeah, it, it was a tough blow. Yeah, it absolutely. Tough, but, it's know, the way it goes kind of sometimes, it but uh, yeah, it definitely stinks. And uh, uh, but uh, still, I mean, you know, impressive what Coach Jacobs has been able to do over the course of his uh, career there at Brighton as the softball coach and the football coach. Honestly, uh, uh, quite an impressive career for him. But that was that was a shock to me to see Brighton go out that early on the uh, softball side of things. It, it was surprising. You know, I, I wouldn't call it a shock just from my perspective. It was surprising. But they lost, you know, two or three district games during the year. So I mean, you know, it was a, it was surprising, but you know, I wouldn't call it a shock from my perspective. And that's just kind of the way it, the way it worked out. But we had a good year, and you know, it's just kind of the way it goes. As you know, when you get down the tournament play, anything can happen, and they it didn't work out for them. How are things going with high school soccer in the area? <laughs> Why do you always ask about soccer, Chad? You know I don't know anything about soccer. <laughs> Um, you know, I think uh, Brighton and Munford were both playing district tournament games today, I think. Today or yesterday, I'm not really sure. It's tough. You know, I, I would really love to give a lot of attention to soccer, to track, to tennis. Right. <laughs> All these kind of things. We just, I run out of time. Oh, yeah, but, that's right, tennis. I, I always forget about tennis. I, I have a, I have a yeah. nephew that, that plays tennis. Uh, okay. and, uh, not in, uh, he's not in high school yet, but he, he, uh, yeah. he plays tennis and I assume he's going to want to play in high school, but I always, right. I always forget about that being a school sport. Uh, it tennis. is, it is a school sport. And I feel bad because I have to sort of pick and choose my focus, you know, mm-hmm. and to be brutally honest, I mean, soccer and tennis, it's not that I, I mean, I play soccer and tennis, but just right it's here like, in rural West Tennessee, we're just not, we're not there yet, you know? Right. You gotta sell papers, if they man. To make this, if they have to make that tournament, it's not going to go well. So, yeah. really, our sports here are football, basketball, softball, and baseball. Those are the sports where we really yeah. compete on a state level. And we're not there with soccer and tennis yet. So, when we are, I'll be all over. But we're just not quite there yet. It's all about what the audience wants, man. If the Predators weren't in the NHL playoffs, we probably <laughs> wouldn't be talking hockey at all on this show. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's all about. It's all about your audience, keeping the audience satisfied. We don't talk a lot of soccer here because there's not a team that anybody cares about until World right. Cup time. So, right. uh, you know, yeah, I get it. Well, yeah, Memphis we, is getting yeah. one, though. Uh, yeah, Memphis is getting a, a soccer team soon. Yeah, it's true. 
they'll be playing at the Redbird Stadium. So we don't know how all that's going to go yet, but we may have I'll a that semi-pro. Well. It's a minor league team. So, I mean, it's just honestly to buy in, it's not going to be huge. I mean, you got one in Nashville, too. So if and then the MLS kind team of rivalry, the following year. Yeah. So you get some kind of rivalry going there or something, it might turn out to be kind of like the you got the sounds and the Redbirds, but it's still not a massive following. It's just enough to keep everybody interested. And then that now that may draw more attention to the local high school soccer scene if you've I you know, once it. you've got Honestly, them because you'll have well because you'll have kids that it's a minor that league move team, on. Man. Well, no, but you'll have kids say somebody does well at, at Brighton or Covington, they go to U of M or another one of the low, and then they come back here to play and. Somehow, we, you know, I know it's Do we job. ever talk about how the Redbirds are inspiring our young athletes here in high school? We don't. We, because they, they're not. <laughs> but that's AAA, though. I mean, if there was a single, like if you got the Jacksonville Gen- or Jacksonville. It's AAA. Jackson it's, one, it's one below. It's one below the majors. <laughs> right, and but and a lot of these guys go up to the majors. Right. No, I'm just saying you don't have them coming right out of high school a lot and going from around here going straight. Well, some of them go straight into the pros. But I don't know if, you had, if we had like a single A, you'd probably have more kids going into the like the small lower division you guys are getting off topic y'all can argue about this in the next segment (laughs) oh now we're being cut off by the guest (laughs) (laughs) i'm joking but we uh i I did get an email from the uh what's the new football league we're having here the a a something or other american something something want to be xfl that's really part of the extension of it's gonna be what's called the nfl d league yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got something about uh, the Alliance of American Football. Yes, I cannot wait. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Don't hold your breath. Fantastic, get, I'm sure. You can get concussions for a much lower pay scale. That'll be That's great. That's right. Yeah, right, right. you can go get concussions at a part time job without even you know they probably don't even have team doctors. They got like uh, you know some. They got some kid who took first aid in high school with a bag of band aids. I'll wait another who year for the XFL. Who was our XFL team back then? The, I, the Maniacs. Went to some of those XFL. Yeah, we, me and my dad went to some. I got a free, of course, press pass to get all of the games. We went to a couple. It was, you know, whatever. It was fantastic. It was, fun, it was awesome. Until they started really, throwing the glass balls. Far, but it was fine. It was the best thing that ever happened to the city of Memphis, and they let it go. <laughs> Let's not get carried away now. Let's not get Bring back away. the now, axe. Now Bring I, back the maniacs. I did go to just about every one of the games, except, well, I wasn't there for the whole glass throwing incident. I was there. But I did go, one. and there was one other game that rained really bad I didn't go to, but uh, I, I went to at least four. I think there was only six. Uh, that were here locally. It may only be five, but I know I went to three or four out of them. I, I enjoyed them, but it was, you know, it was just how to, I watched them on TV too, and I watched the, but I, I knew what it what I was going into when I watched it, though. I didn't expect Chad, it to be. Can you name, I mean, Adam, can you name one Maniacs player? Name one right now. Rashawn Tommy Salam. Maddox. No, he played for the Who? Extreme. No, that's right. Yeah, you're no, right. Yeah. Rashawn Salam. No. Played for Memphis. I'm trying to think. What was the quarterback's okay. name? He actually, he's, I did he, know he's no longer with us. He he actually was one of the ones that had a coach problem. But yeah, you had Rashawn Salam and, um, I'm trying to think of that, but I, I know I can remember players from the team that won the because Jermaine Copeland played for uh, Miller. for the extreme. That was the Drunk quarterback's name. Oh yeah, wasn't I, it Drucken Miller? It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you Jim had Jim Drucken Miller. I yeah. recall him. Yeah, you had him, but yeah, yeah, Rashawn Salon. Now, actually, uh, I have the the XFL football at my house, and I've got some of the maniacs, like the little the things they gave away, like a thing <laughs> in every game. I've got like the little their version of like a terrible towel. Adam has and, all the games on VHS. Well, it sounds um, also <laughs> interesting to the side. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, they gave you free pizza. Like, if you got there, they gave free pizza. Like, they handed, I remember I went there with my dad. They handed us, like, a whole large pizza as soon as I walked in the gate. Like, here you, you go. go. It yeah. was pretty Please cool. come here and watch Right. Yeah, well, yeah, that was part of it. It was kind of the offering. But, hey, there was a lot of people there. They, they, Memphis actually supported it very well. Like, those games were packed. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a very, it was a kind of a rowdy crowd. I though. can't wait for the maniacs to come back for the XFL. That's uh, that's what I'm waiting on. I think they'll be back though. Jeff, we've run out of time on you, man. Uh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Well, uh, my my final word is yeah. Monday, Brighton baseball will host that region semifinal game. That's a huge game, huge deal for them. So that's probably my. You know, underlining right. highlights. So. Right, yes. Either Bartlett or Head out to right. Brighton. The ball fields are actually behind the school. So just drive yeah. to the back of the school if you've never been. But yeah, head out yeah, there and watch that game on history. Monday. They were trying to make history that night. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Stay tuned to Jeff Ireland on Twitter at Jeff Ireland or on what is it at Jeff Ireland? I can't even remember. Uh, it is. It's, it's at Jeff Ireland 47. At Jeff Twitter Ireland handle, 47 or yeah. uh, CovingTheLeader.com. Check out all this yeah. stuff. But thanks, Jeff. All right, guys. Take Good care. You too, bud. Spring has sprung, and so has 0% interest at Bayer Chevrolet. Get 0% for up to 72 months, plus $2,000 cash back on 2018 Chevrolet Silverado Crew Cab LT. Get 0% for up to 72 months, plus $500 on 2018 Chevrolet Malibu LTs. Get 0% plus $1,000 cash back on 2018 Chevrolet Cruze LTs. Come see us at Bayard Chevrolet, 3299 Highway 51 South, Covington, Tennessee. Or visit us online at TennesseeChevrolet.com. Find new roads and don't get a bad deal, get a Bayard deal. Why pay more? Dealer for details. Hey folks, it's Handsome Jimmy Hicks. Let me ask you a question. Is your yard or garden being ruined by moles? I had the problem for years until I let my friends at Woodlawn Lawn Care take care of that problem. Woodlawn can rid your yard and garden of those pesky moles in a safe way that, look, it's not going to harm your kids or your other pets. It's completely, totally safe. Woodlawn Lawn Care, 475-1969. Let them right now reclaim your yard back from the moles. 901-475-1969. And listen, as a customer of Woodlawn, you're not just paying for lawn care. You're investing in sending the gospel of Jesus all over the world. Ask them about it when you call 475-1969. Here's a message to the 2018 graduates from McDonald's of Covington, Munford, and Ripley. You've worked hard to get to this point, but graduation's just the first step in a long journey. Relax and enjoy your accomplishment, and remember, there are many more great experiences waiting for you. Congratulations from McDonald's. Are you ready for farm fresh strawberries? Plump and juicy. Field fresh strawberries from Carmack Strawberries, just north of Ripley. Bring your own containers and pick all you want for just $1.80 per pound. Already picked berries are just $25 for eight quart flat. Your choice. Open from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. Carmack Strawberries, Highway 51 north of Ripley. Just follow the signs. Call 731-635-2088. Carmack Strawberry Farm, Highway 51 just north of Ripley. Animal Care Hospital in Ripley is the only name you'll need when it comes to health and care of your pets. Dr. Parsonson and his dedicated staff of professionals offer vaccinations, microchips, surgical procedures, boarding, baths, and dips. 
Animal Care Hospital in Ripley is open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, except Thursdays, 7.30 till 12 noon, and Saturdays, 8 till noon. Animal Care Hospital in Ripley. Treat your pets like the family they are. Highway 51 next to Dairy Queen in Ripley. All Day Lawn and Landscaping has served Tipton County in West Tennessee for 16 years with top quality lawn care, both commercial and residential. Owner Jan Hensley has surpassed 1,000 customers with personal service and customer satisfaction. All Day Lawn and Landscaping for mowing, chemical applications, weed control, fertilization, and again, both commercial and residential. Call All Day Lawn and Landscaping for a free estimate at 901-476-0079. We all know a good burger is a fresh, homemade burger. And the freshest burgers are at Burger City. At Burger City, your burger is not made until you order it. In fact, everything is fresh made to order at Burger City. And that includes hot dogs, fries, onion rings, and shakes. And the milkshakes at Burger City are handmade with real milk and real hand-dipped ice cream. Burger City lives in the 1950s, you know, back when food was made good and things were done right. That's why only the freshest quality food is made at Burger City. Located in Munford at the corner of McLaughlin and Highway 51, Burger City. Homestyle Hamburgers. Patriot Bank would like to salute our Bolton, Brighton, Covington, Millington, Munford, and Tipton Rosemark Academy graduates as you all begin a new chapter in life. We are proud of your accomplishments and want to be your down-home bank. Stop by one of our six convenient full-service locations or any of our three mortgage offices in Tipton and Shelby counties for all of your financial needs. This is Sarah Honeycutt, and we invite you to visit us and experience our unique style of banking. At Patriot Bank, we're down-home banking the way it should be. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Partly cloudy skies for this evening and overnight will drop to 67 degrees for the low. A mix of clouds and sunshine for tomorrow with a few isolated afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Wednesday's high 87, Thursday sunshine in 89. Weather is brought to you by the Racquet Club. They're proud to introduce a new wellness program called Live Well. For more information, call the Racquet Club at 765-4444. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. You're listening to Adam and Chad. The truth has come over me. On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. All right, welcome back, Adam and Chad. <clears throat> US 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live as well. And we turn our attention now to the NHL playoffs. The Predators last night forcing Game 7 by going to Winnipeg and winning 4 nothing over the Jets. And uh, one of those, uh, an empty net goal that the Jets, and, and which brings me to one of my major questions that I've, I've been asking for I don't know how long. I'm not that bright at hockey, okay, because I'm not a big hockey fan. I, I When I have a rooting interest, I like to watch hockey. Otherwise, I can't just watch a hockey game between any two teams. And one of the things, though, that I've noticed that I wonder why is why do they pull the goalie and put an extra skater on with – and, you know, they do it with different amounts of time left. Some wait until it's two minutes. Some wait – it never works. I've never seen it work. I've only ever seen it result in the other team getting an empty net goal. So why pull the goalie? Why do they keep doing this if it never works? That's my question out there. So any hockey fans that want to uh, answer that for me or tell me about a time that it actually worked when they pulled the goalie and brought on an extra skater, you can tell me about it. But honestly, I don't see it. I, I've never seen it work. 
and I I don't know why they do it. Uh, they did it. Winnipeg did it last night. Went down another goal. Then they just stuck their goalie back in and gave up. And um, so the game was over. But Nashville was on top of it last night. Forsberg with two goals. Uh, one of them sliding feet first into the goal uh, right after the puck. But uh, it was a it was a great game by the Predators last night. They were uh, constantly attacking, and Pecorino was on top of his game. Of course, he keeps his record clean. That. Uh, after a playoff loss, he he doesn't suffer two playoff losses in a row. And uh, so he keeps his record clean as far as that's concerned. He had something like 29 saves. Uh, it, it was uh, it was a great game for him and a great game for the Predators' defense. Uh, they really didn't allow a, any clean shots on goal. And there was only one block that I saw that was just absolutely lucky. And uh, uh, the rest of it was just good defense by the Predators. So it was uh, it was quite a game last night uh, for the Preds, and they're able now. And that's a must-win game. And so now Thursday is a must-win game for the Predators. They are uh, in Game 7. It's in Nashville at home, but they've lost two home games in this series to Winnipeg. So I'm not sure home means much, Adam. Yeah, for some reason, normally this year, uh, Nashville, or I should say last year, home was where they, I mean, you pretty much were almost guaranteed to win, whereas this year they've completely flipped to where they play better on the road. They've been the best road team in the country, and now uh, Winnipeg, well, I'll say the country, actually, multiple countries, I guess in the, in, the, in the league, and then Winnipeg was the best team at home. And then turns around, uh, Nashville wins more games. You know they win. They do better in Winnipeg. Now I had a little more faith that that they were going to possibly come through with this game. I didn't expect the way they did it. Uh, that's the first time that Winnipeg's been shut out since December. So it just shows how strong, how hard it is to beat them at home. Uh, and and shut them. They almost shut them out last time, but Winnipeg slipped the last second goal in there, like the last minute and a half in the previous time they were up there. So I'm more. I actually am more concerned with this game in Nashville because for some reason they just. Lose it. I, when they get to Nashville, they make a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes. They they don't play well in front of the home crowd this year, and it's just kind of crazy. That and Fiala's been playing like garbage. I, they pulled him in and out a couple of times. He missed two shots last night that should have been goals. I mean, just way overshot the net. And he I, he's young, so I, I don't know. He might be going through some mess. I, I'm not really sure. He's just maybe on a slump right now. But uh, now uh, Forsberg was the was the man in the game last night. He was two of his shots went right between the legs of the goalie. Like they one of them just he did like I said it was like kind of a luck thing. He just happened to hit it just right and it bounced between the goalies. Like goalie had nowhere to go. The other one though, he purposely saw that opening. And said okay, I'm I'm cheating it right right there and it, it just uh, perfectly placed puck uh and then of course uh Rene Becker Rene has done well uh he you know he had like I said I think he was, was 29 uh shots blocked and they just couldn't they, and he had a lot of shots he had some tough ones he blocked some good ones so he was on his game and I think this is where Nashville kind of thrives uh they went through this last year in one of the rounds where uh, they were kind of down and came back so I feel like it really the home isn't an advantage for them, but the real challenge is if they get past Winnipeg because Winnipeg's got a lot of shooters, a lot of strikers, and, and they're very good at taking shots. But Vegas is a whole other animal in itself. Um, and then now on the other side, the greatest thing of last night wasn't just Nashville winning the way they did with the shutout, was Pittsburgh is gone. Capitals took care of them. They're out. So now 
Nashville's Achilles heel is out of the playoffs. Don't well, have everybody's play. Achilles heel. They're two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Right. Yeah. And this year, though, only problem is this year I don't feel like Pittsburgh has been the same because uh, Nashville even handled them in the regular season. Now you've got two other teams that Nashville's had trouble with all year, and that's Vegas and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's on the other side. I feel like they'll get on. They'll get past the Capitals with Ovechkin. I think I pronounced his name right. Um, that that'll be a good series. That will actually. Pretty, then again, Tampa has been surprisingly just dominating everybody. So, and that's the one team Nashville does not want to say they do make it past Winnipeg and past Vegas. Then, but they if they do win a Stanley Cup, Nashville will have earned it for sure because this is one of the best four group of four I've seen in a while. Last year, Pittsburgh and Nashville were pretty much running through everybody. This year. Oh yeah, got and it's some a very tough, strong, tough team. Well, it's a tough. And the West is ridiculous. Yeah, it's a tough way to get there. I mean, they were playing Winnipeg. It's probably uh, Winnipeg is the team that matches up best against them. And uh, so, I, I honestly think that they won't go if they do make it past Winnipeg on Thursday. They won't go seven games. They'll 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 go less than seven games against the Knights uh, and win that one to move on to the Stanley Cup. But uh, the the other thing that happened in last night's game that was significant was Mike Fisher went out with an injury. Now, they never said what his injury was, and nobody really knows. I mean, nobody, they couldn't figure it out. They found one little piece of tape that might have shown him getting injured, but he never came back, and I I don't know. I can't find any information about his status either uh, for Game 7. So I I don't know what's going to happen with Mike Fisher. Now, uh, the lucky thing is he wasn't with the team all year anyway. He had retired and then come out of retirement, and uh, they, they do have other centers that can take his place, so it's not that big a deal. But uh, still, you don't want to lose one of your better players uh, going into a Game 7 situation. Yeah, and I, it, it hurts depth, but I, I he, he's key in some aspects. I, I feel like it really won't affect him that badly other than a depth thing when guys get, you know, when they do some switching out. Now, I, I do think, I have a theory. I think I know exactly when he got hurt, though. There was a play. He leveled the dude. Like, I mean, he just straight rocked him. And when he did, he kind of went down with him a little bit, and I noticed at that point it wasn't that much longer after that that he came out. And I feel like he may have separated, because, so, I mean, he laid the wood. Like, I've seen him throw a lick, but this was a vicious hit. And even the guy, the other guy had to go get in uh, on, on the bench, because he, you could tell it, he knocked the wind out of him or something. But it, I think that's where, I think he may have hurt himself uh, doing that. And, but hopefully he'll be back for depth reasons. I don't feel like he's a key part to the point where, hey, if they don't have him, you know, they're not going to win. Now, if you lose somebody like Subban or Rene, yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Because yeah, even with Subban's out, right. you can see a significant difference in the way they oh, defend. Yeah. Just when and, he's sitting on the bench. Right. And, you and know, was, getting catching his breath, you can see a difference. I think in the loss of the night, he was also hurt, too, because uh, I don't know if you saw in the game, uh, I think it was game before last, he got hooked in the back of the leg row, and he cracked it because he crawled into the bench. And at first, you know, he's kind of a showboat sometimes. He'll kind of play it up a little bit and Hollywood it. But this time you could tell he was legitimately, his leg got popped really good. And I think that bothered him in the last game. And in this game, I think he looks like he's back to himself. But it could still linger. You never know. Some of these guys are good at hiding that kind of stuff. And uh, But I feel like Nashville, I'm, I'm concerned about this game. I, I'm not positive. I don't feel good. That they're going to say the way they played at home. I am. I mean, I know you're not. I'm concerned with the Vegas thing. They Vegas is tough, and uh, they're they've been a bad. Well, match. I'm not saying they're not tough. What I'm saying is that I think the Predators are 
it's it's an easier series for the Predators than this one. See, I, I think, think this one is the toughest one they'll face, especially if uh, Tampa Bay were to lose in the uh, East. Then even though oh, the Stanley Cup, I think Winnipeg yeah. will be the toughest face. Uh, so uh, in, in that regard, I I, I think. Uh, but I don't, I'm, you know, it's not like I take Vegas lightly. I think Vegas is very good. That's something we're going to talk about in the next hour, too, is uh, is it fair that Vegas is this good this early? I mean, uh, you know, they just came in the league this year. They were a brand-new team with no players, and they took players from every other team, and now they're going to compete in the Western Conference Finals in their first year. So it's uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that and how different leagues do expansion and stuff uh, in a little while. But uh, back to the Predators, uh, like I said, Mike Fisher being out, and we, we actually don't even know that he's out for the Game 7. Right. But, but They'll keep that close to the Most bench. likely he is because he didn't even return to the bench uh, in Game 6. So uh, we'll have to see. But uh, you do know it'll be a big It'll be huge in Nashville on Thursday. Oh, they had an extra day in there, an extra day to plan and to for people to buy tickets and get in there. It's going to be insane. And you always have to watch out, too, when it's in Nashville. You always have to watch out for who sings the national anthem because uh, it's always some huge country music star singing the national anthem uh, at the Predators playoff games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's always a, a crazy atmosphere. I mean, just the city in general. They're, I'm, I'm sure there's this you know anxiety too this week because they you know they just haven't been themselves against winnipeg and um and then of course at home i just i don't get it it's just such a wild atmosphere and you know hopefully they'll get it back they're gonna need it from here on out and i and they're gonna need it uh thursday night so um hopefully they'll pull it off move on i i do feel like if they can get if they can move on i, I and I especially like you said if tampa goes down I think, I mean, they handled the Capitals earlier in the year. So, um, and also, oh, real quick, too, uh, Pecorino had 34 saves. 34 so, saves. Yeah. Okay. I, had, I had a little thing just happened to pop up. I was like, oh, there we go. <laughs> so we're close. Yeah. It's, right. There's other ones in there. There's a lot of shots there at the end. I mean, they took a lot. Winnipeg really went after him. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward. I think Thursday night, it should be a, should be a really good game, though. Well, uh, switching gears back to the NBA briefly, Raptors guard Kyle Lowry said after they got swept by the Cavs, he said it was a wasted year. Now, they won a, a, a franchise record 59 wins, which would probably be a franchise record for m- more than one team. Uh, and it was it said we felt like we could possibly make the in an NBA Finals, said Lowry. That was our goal. So he said uh, it was a wasted year. Uh, with the 59 wins. I don't know if that's the way you want to approach it at the same time. I don't know that I totally disagree with Kyle Lowry either. 59 wins doesn't do you much good if you come into the conference semifinals and get embarrassed like that. It's not like you went to game seven and lost to LeBron. It's not like that at all. You got destroyed four games in a row by one guy. And you're supposed to be, the and you're supposed to be the, the best team in the East. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I, I can't totally disagree. I don't know if, a, as a player, I would have said that, but I can't totally disagree with what Kyle Lowry is saying either. That uh, it was a wasted year because honestly, it didn't get you anything. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think. Uh, well, I guess you can't technically get the Eastern Division title or whatever, but I don't know. That's more of a just a. 
Hey, hey, you were the best team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't even. I don't even think they give a award for that. Yeah, I don't think they do. Not like when it's NHL, they get like a President's Cup for you know regular season champs. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's right. I I mean, people say, oh, he's just mad sour grapes. I'm like, yeah, but I'd be a little irritated too. But now he was part of the team that didn't let that happen. But you know, I, I think some of that's a backhanded way of kind of calling out his teammates a little bit too. Like, you know, oh, I don't think guys, there's any doubt about that. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how much, I don't know enough about his contract situation, but I'm, I'm betting he's probably going to try to make his way out of Toronto when he, if he gets the opportunity to, you know, play with or try to get them to bring somebody else in to, and, hey, hey, come to Memphis. Hey, let LeBron go up to Canada. <laughs> right. Yeah, send him to Toronto. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure LeBron wants to spend time in Toronto. He wants to leave like one of the worst cities in the United States to go to uh, uh, to Canada. Yeah, probably not. Mm-hmm. Toronto, though, I hear is very nice. Actually, it's a very nice place to be, but uh, it is unreal expensive to live in Canada oh, yeah. compared to here. It's crazy. And if you're an NBA player, I guess it doesn't mean as much for you. But uh, it, it's always been crazy to me how that works. Anyway, like how you cross into another country from this league like you just get traded to canada and you're supposed to be up there like post haste right but isn't there like a lot of stuff you have to deal with like you know taxes and do you pay canadian income tax pay u.s income tax how much does it come out here how much comes out there do you have to file returns in both places do they even have returns in canada i don't know i'm sure the team has. do you get free health care if you get traded to a canadian (laughs) team or do you have to be a citizen how does that work I mean, can you just go to the doctor or, or do you know, you just wait on the list like everybody else? I, it's I probably something. I bet it, there's something when they when you come into the league, like things like passport. Like at first, that's like the first. Well, step of you, you would have to have a passport because even if you didn't play for a Canadian team, you had to go to Canada to right. play. That's what I'm saying. I think all that everything's kind of set up because you have uh, foreign taxes and things that they probably it's probably all pre-established where they know you know they got it set up with ours when they tell them look you know. Well, and some states have weird taxes, estates. Right. Like uh, Tennessee tried to pass that tax, remember, back a a few years ago, the jock tax, where visiting teams would have to pay for their salary for that game. They'd have to pay tax to the state of Tennessee, and it was going to make it where, uh, like, a league minimum NBA player would have to pay, would actually lose money by coming to play a game in Tennessee. Uh, it, and it would actually cost them like 300 bucks to come play or something like that in Tennessee. And uh, so I can't uh, – I don't know how many states have something like that, but I'm sure a few. So I'm, I'm sure it's something that they mostly handle for you on the NBA side, but still it, it would be – when you're talking about cross-country stuff, I would think it would be very confusing. Yeah, uh, I'm sure – I mean, it probably would be, but I would imagine or I would hope that an organization like that would – have them already prepared, you know, unless, I mean, they could, NBA might say, no, you're on your own figuring all that out, buddy. You better get a good accountant or tax person or something. But, and where some people say, well, the hockey does it. Well, a lot of those guys are Canadian already. So it really, that's would be interesting for them. If you're a Canadian citizen, you're playing for, you know, if you play for Canadian teams, you play for Winnipeg, you get traded to Tampa Bay and you're in Tampa Bay for, you know, two, three years. You know, that's, 
I'm sure it's probably ridiculous. It's the same, too, but opposite. Yeah, yeah but they're all you know. There's so many Canadians, though. But yeah, the thing about it is, in the like half of the players in the league are Canadians. Right. So they're already familiar with what's going to happen. I mean, but uh, yeah, they probably pay. I'm sure they pay income tax in the U.S. and income tax in Canada because if you make money here, you pay income tax on it. Right. I don't, I, you can't get it all back if you're not a citizen, and uh, so I would think that they pay on that, and then they pay more to Canada too. I, it, it's probably uh, so. Yeah, it's yeah. probably killer. It's probably pays off to become a citizen, I would right. think. Yeah, hold, they, I imagine yeah. most of them hold dual citizenship, I would think, especially hockey, I think, yeah. more so. Hockey, I would definitely go for dual citizenship pretty quickly if that was my sport. It's halftime. We got the halftime score update coming for you in just a moment. And then the second half of Adam and Chad, we'll talk about what it takes to be the greatest player of all time. That's next on US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. Today's country and the classics for West Tennessee. Worldwide at US51Country.com. WKBQ Covington is US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Radio News. Reaction is coming in from all over the world as President Donald Trump announced earlier today that the United States would withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. Take a listen to Benjamin Netanyahu share his thoughts. And President Trump did an historic move. And this is why Israel thanks President Trump for his courageous leadership, his commitment to confront the terrorist regime in Tehran, and his commitment to ensure that Iran never gets nuclear weapons. Not today, not in a decade, not ever. GOP leaders think Gina Haspel will be confirmed as a CIA director with the help of at least eight Democrats. That's according to Politico. Haspel, the first woman to be tapped to head the agency, will appear before a Senate Intelligence Committee tomorrow. If the committee advances her nomination, she will then need 50 votes to secure a confirmation from the Senate. This is USA Radio News. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms, unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Users directed. I used to wonder why people took their own pillows into the hotels with them till I got on my pillow, and I go everywhere with mine. Stays cool all night, keeps its shape, 60-day money-back guarantee, and a 10-year warranty made in the USA. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the four-pack special, enter promo code USA. You get two MyPillow premium pillows, two go-anywhere pillows for half off. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-951-8175. Use promo code USA. Walmart's announced a new policy when it comes to filling opioid prescriptions. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has that story. 
In the face of a deadly national opioid abuse epidemic, the world's largest retailer says within the next 60 days, it's going to start limiting new opioid prescriptions to seven days and dosages to 50 morphine milligram equivalents per day, also requiring that prescriptions be filled out electronically to prevent fraud. The changes in line with recommendations from the federal CDC trying to curb deaths from opioid overdoses. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. A light earthquake was felt widely in Southern California before dawn today, but there were no reports of any damage. The magnitude 4.5 tremor occurred at 4.49 a.m. local time beneath the rugged San Bernardino Mountain inland range, which is 100 miles east of Los Angeles and about 100 miles north of San Diego. This is USA Radio News. It's halftime. That means it's time for some halftime score updates here on Adam and Chad. The Jazz and the Rockets just tipped off. No score in that one yet. Pelicans and Warriors coming on later in baseball. The Phillies lead the Giants 3-1 at the end of the third. Yankees lead the Red Sox 1-0 at the top of the third. And the Reds lead the Mets 4-0 at the end of the third. Twins beat the Cardinals earlier 7-1 in a day game. And going to be on the field later, Marlins play the Cubs and the Astros play the Athletics. In the WNBA, do you really care? I didn't think so, so I'm not going to even bother with that. That's the halftime score update back in a moment on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Whether you need money for home improvements or a honeymoon, whether you're in the market for a new car or a new kitchen, Bank of Tipton and Bank of Ripley make it easy for you to borrow what you need to make your dreams come true with personalized loans and a friendly face to make it happen. Come by Bank of Tipton or visit bankofripley.com today. Hometown community spirit. Hometown community pride. Bank of Tipton, member FDIC. You're listening to Adam and Chad. We're back, baby! On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. And we are back, Adam and Chad, US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. And the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live as well. And one thing I didn't get a chance to bring up uh, with Jeff Ireland, uh, we got a little off topic there, but uh, I did want to bring it up before the show gets out, is uh, Tipton Rosemar baseball and softball uh, both have a chance to make the state after their wins. Uh, and this is in a story from Jeff Ireland on the uh, leader at comingleader.com. Uh, but uh, the Tipton Rosemark baseball and softball teams both won region tournament games, so now they both qualify for sub-state so, uh, or uh, sectionals, as I think we've agreed to call it from now on, the sectional round. So uh, Tipton Rosemark, congratulations to those guys and wish them the best in the tournament going forward as well in that one uh we just got a tip off in the nba you heard me say houston just tipped off their game uh nobody had scored as of a second ago uh, about a minute gone in that one i think uh adam have you found the covington softball game yet has it has it popped up no i i looked at a couple different sites trying to see what what was on there and i'm i got nowhere 
Yeah, I'm uh I'm looking right now, but I still don't have uh I don't have an updated uh, score for them uh on on this app that I have either. So uh we still remain in the dark there, but uh, hopefully somebody will let us know. Maybe in the comment section if you know if the Covenant girls were able to win their game tonight, uh, that's how they're going to survive and uh make it into the next round to the regionals uh is by winning tonight. They have to win tonight after taking a loss to uh Ripley yesterday michael griffin do you remember michael griffin uh with the titans safety with the tennessee titans right yeah Mm -hmm. well uh the titans did something cool for him uh you know they released him a while back he went to play for the vikings but he never saw the field with the vikings uh he uh he didn't end up I, i he made the team but he didn't uh they didn't play him and uh so anyway uh so he he was um with the titans for like eight years though and so the Titans brought him in and allowed him to sign a one-day contract and retire as a Tennessee Titan. So I thought that was a pretty cool gesture that they did for Michael Griffin, a longtime center of the team and uh, one of the better players on the team for uh, years. And I, I always uh, enjoyed Michael Griffin there. And he, uh, he retired uh, at the ripe old age of 33. <laughs> <laughs> That's old in the NFL. I mean, think about that too. Like, uh, think about how sports compares to life when you start saying people are old. Like, people are saying now, well, you know, LeBron's getting old. You know, LeBron's 33, right? And the people who are saying LeBron is getting old are 40s and they don't feel old. They, you wouldn't, you're not considered old in life, like in regular life. You're not considered an old guy until you're what, fifty-five to sixty. And nowadays, it just depends. I mean, it just depends. On, I think just the community overall. I'd, from a sports area, I, I really don't know. I mean, well, no, I no, I just mean in general. Like in general, you meet a guy, he tells you his age. How old does he have to be before you think he's old? I'd say probably somebody in their maybe 70s or something like retirement like official or like social security retirement age like was it 72 now 60 no it's 65 66 something like that 67 once you get up around there i guess maybe that's considered but then again i mean there's people that are that age now that don't look at or don't even act it so it's kind of but i mean honestly in most sports in most people's careers they don't really hit their prime in their career they don't hit their prime until they're in their 30s Right. And uh, uh, in sports, you're spent. You're done. In your 30s, you're an afterthought most of the time, unless you're Tom Brady for some reason. He's 40, still playing in the NFL. But for the most part, you start getting around 30, 31, they start really looking at moving on from you in sports because uh, athletically your body can't do what a 20-year-old's body can do. Well, I think some of it, a lot of it's more contact sports. well, I don't know. I say that hockey, you've got a lot of guys that are in the mid to upper thirties that are playing, which is surprising. You know, it's a pretty good contact sport, yeah, but uh, I'd say so. they seem to do well better in hockey for some reason. I don't know why than football football's kind of depends on your position. Um, and then uh, baseball though, you've got a lot of them that are, of course I know why baseball, it's just not a contact sport, but, uh, baseball, and of course I won't even mention golf, but, uh, basketball is kind of a, how good you take care of yourself. Like, I feel like, uh, golf actually though, golf is another good example. Think about this. People say now, well, you know, tigers up in years now, but it's like, 
I mean, you could win as an old person right. in golf. I mean, Jack. Like Nicholas. the only thing it takes away from is your length, and, and right. like how far you can drive the ball. That's really the and only that's thing of muscle, you lose. Muscle mass over the year, you know, just things like that. Yeah, that's the only thing you lose. Other than that. And, and, I mean, look, it is a big part of the game now that they've made all the courses longer and sort of uh, tiger-proofed them. But, uh, you know, really that's the only advantage that the younger guys hold over you in golf because, uh, I mean, a lot of it is putting the ball where you want it to be. Not, uh, and It's not about pure strength or athleticism. It's, it's about your aim. Right, right. So, and, and, of course, nowadays with the technology, with the different – clubs and the different balls and things like that that's why i was like i didn't really mention golf because it's kind of an anomaly from sports wise uh, but you can lump baseball basketball football hockey all them in together but at each level there's a difference uh i guess deterioration rate like uh, football yeah 35 as much punishment as you take you're, you're probably doing pretty good if you're still playing at a high level at 35 uh Hockey is probably, yeah, probably about the same. Maybe you'll get a little bit more mileage out of your body. Basketball, it doesn't surprise me to see somebody over 30. I think when you start getting up over 35, that's where you kind of start teetering. Because, I mean, what's Ginobili? Isn't he, what, 40? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, Parker, wasn't he almost 40 when he retired? Parker's not retired. Not far, uh, I thought he was retiring this year. I think he's done. If it, but, I mean, he may have not. It, it, yeah, because I think he's—I think either that or he was going to or something. I remember they were talking about that, but he may still have one. He may not have made that official yet, but it seems like I saw where he was retiring. Uh, but I think he's, what, 39 or 40? I maybe can confuse confused with somebody else. But, uh, I mean, but nowadays, I mean, yeah, for uh, like for me, like LeBron, yeah, he's— He's still he's got probably another good and of course he takes care of himself better than some of the other guys too. Outside of injury, yeah, he's still got another five years. He's he's and he's still competing at a high level. If he started having slump games and just where he wasn't just messing around, like you could visually see that he's just staying injured and having problems. Tony Parker's thirty five. Is he okay? I don't know. I thought he was older than that. Uh, but and like in him, he's and I think a lot of it's because he's around a lot of the older ones that's been down there at. Um, San Antonio, but um, he and I, like I don't think he's at the end really at the end of his career. But here lately, it might seem that way. Like Ginobili, I, I thought, well, he might, but he's kind of that. He's not really a banger. He's kind of that outside perimeter guy anyway. So I think those guys tend to like uh, Fisher and Horry, some of the older ones. Those guys kind of hang around longer because they're not really down there in the paint, smacking each other around, knocking around. Where somebody like Shaq or somebody like that's going to have more. Uh, probably, I think, like in Kobe's case, now there's what I call some of the death wish injuries. You know, you tear that Achilles. That's where I think. Right. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. you're not probably going to come back. I don't care what age you are. Even a 29 year old, 30 year old is going to have a hard time staying in much longer. I mean, they'll recoup, fight better, but they're not going to be the same. And it's just like certain knee injuries. Yeah, most of them nowadays with technology, they come back pretty quick. But 30 to 35, you you can recover. But how much longer? How how many years is that going to take off of your playing career? Is the question because you know at that point, and I think Kobe knew that once he tore that ACL, it was like or not ACL, his Achilles. It was kind of like, wanna, well, you know, he probably knew he was going to be limited. Probably right. I want to switch gears again uh, while we're doing some quick hits here, and uh, I wanted to talk a little bit off of the sports topic. Now you haven't yet seen the Avengers: Infinity War movie. 
Uh, I've seen it. And there's not, I'm not going to spoil anything in it for anybody. But uh, the Avengers Infinity War movie has uh, come out, and a lot of people are upset about that. But the, what it leads me to is, so there was discussion that Disney was going to acquire Fox's studio properties, not their broadcast properties, but their studio properties for movies and, and television shows and things. And uh, so they wouldn't own the channels, but they would own all the shows and the uh, characters and all that, which would bring all of Marvel's characters under the Marvel umbrella again, uh, now that they signed the deal with Sony and the Spider-Man characters. Uh, so it would give them access to all that. Well, then here comes Comcast. And so now Comcast wants to put in a bid and pay all cash to try to grab Fox out from under the grasp of Disney. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing for uh, superhero movies in general? Uh, it, it could be. It just depends on I, I don't trust these studios nowadays because so many of them pull it every which way, but it, it could be a bad thing. Um, it, I don't trust a lot of with Disney either. Uh, some of the things they've done to this point. There's been some good. There's been a lot of good, but then there's some other chances they can always take a bad turn. We've seen it happen uh, with some of the, the X-Men movies and, and, um, and of course, with Spider-Man is one of your, your favorites. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen how that can go and how they can really get out of hand really quick. Um, I think uh, this could be bad because Disney's got too many balls in play. I mean, between the Star Wars and the Marvel stuff, and then you got so many different ways that Marvel Universe can go. They may be putting too much on their plate, but hopefully not. I hope it's a good thing, but I, I don't have a lot of faith in Disney. All right, well, when we come back, we're back on sports. Is it fair that Vegas is playing for a conference championship in their first year of existence? We'll talk about that. On the other side of Adam and Chad on US 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app. Weather is brought to you as a service of Patriot Bank, with locations in Covington, Atoka, Millington, and Barrettville. Down-home banking the way it should be. Glass Tire, Whaley's Towing. For all your heating and cooling repairs and replacements, air serve. 901-622-5050, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com. Summit Roofing and Brad Carlisle State Farm Insurance. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low at 67 degrees. Tomorrow, a mix of clouds and sunshine with isolated showers and thunderstorms possible. Wednesday's high 87. It'll be warmer on Thursday. Plenty of sunshine in 89. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. Do you know somebody that may need a job or is looking for employment? Well, local businesses are hiring and looking for employees have good work ethic, good work record, and want to work. Local retail businesses in the area hiring are McDonald's in Ripley, Burger King in Ripley, and Covington. Kissel's Kitchen in Ripley is hiring as well. If you're serious about becoming employed and you're dedicated to working, please stop by one of these businesses and apply for a position today. And please share it with anyone that may be interested. We wanted a show that crossed Sports Center with Jimmy Fallon with West Tennessee. Pretty cool, right? Then we blew our budget on tacos and ended up going with Adam and Chad. 
All right, welcome back. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. Reminding you, shows brought to you by Muddy Waters Shirt Company. Muddy Waters Shirt Company off Highway 14 in Brighton. Well, on Highway 14 in Brighton, right next to the original Fast Times. They can do t-shirts, hats, banners, hoodies, jackets, all kinds of cool stuff. They screen print for you, and they can also get you business cards and stuff like that. Anything you need for a new startup business, they can help you out with as far as branding. It's Muddy Waters Shirt Company. They really do great work. 901-305-0105-901-305-0105. Give them a call today. Now, we were talking about Vegas, the Las Vegas Golden Knights expansion team in the National Hockey League. And they've now played their way into the Western Conference Championship in their first year of existence. Is it fair that a brand new team can get players good enough and not through... See, here's the thing. It's not like they went and signed up some people off the street. Like, I wouldn't have a problem... I definitely wouldn't have a problem with this if it was a deal where, you know, you start an expansion team and they say, okay, you can start a team, but you got to find players on your own. I mean, you get picks in this draft, but outside of that, you got to go sign free agents and find people on your own. I'd have no problem with the, them advancing then because I'd feel like they did it on their own. But the way right. they do it, and this is not unique to the NHL. Every league does what they call an expansion draft when they add an expansion team. And so they allow that team, and in the case of hockey, they allowed the Knights to choose players from each of the other 30 NHL teams to make up their roster. Right. And um, so they somebody from the Predators got taken. Uh, one of their defensemen got taken and sent to the uh, Knights. And every other team around the league experienced uh, this as well. But so they now they don't have their pick of the litter. There are protected players, and and, and teams are allowed to protect players from uh, being in the expansion draft. But they only can protect so many. And uh, then this other team comes in, and they just grab people and divvy them up. Uh, like they they just grab people from each team and then form this new team is that the best way to do it and how would you do it if you didn't do it with an expansion draft i don't know the answer to these questions i know that back when toronto came into the nba i think it was toronto when they came into the nba they had an expansion draft and then they also gave toronto like the first pick or two picks in the draft uh as a part of their expansion i just uh it just seems to me as a matter of fact, I think Damon Stoudemire was their pick. Uh, but uh, it it, uh, it seems to me like you should have to earn your way up uh, and not be handed. Uh, like when you decide, hey, I'm going to start a franchise, and you're a billionaire that's decided I'm going to start a franchise. And, and let's be honest, any professional sport, even hockey, if you own a team, you're a billionaire. And if a billionaire decides, hey, I want to get in this hockey game, I want to start a brand-new team in hockey, I don't want to buy an existing team, I want to start a brand-new team, then shouldn't you have to, like, earn your way into it, like sign good free agent contracts or, uh, you know, and find players and stuff like that? I mean, should you really be just handed rosters from teams and said, okay, you can have anybody except these guys? I mean, really? Yeah, it's. I don't agree with it either. I don't like the way they handle it. Uh, I think it all comes down to that mighty dollar. It's about trying to make sure 
that they survive they they don't think well you know let's let them just work their way up and earn that respect no they want them to come right out swinging now they're so afraid that the town wouldn't support it. i mean but vegas is kind of turning into a uh sport i mean it's a sports town from the gambling side obviously and i mean but now you've got the raiders there and now the you know you've also got um well, now, of course, the hockey team, and then you, I think there's a ML. I don't know if the MLS team's there yet, but uh, but you just talk about adding to my just like David Beckham, he starts a team in Miami for the MLS. You know, he's got he got his own stuff together and all that. Now, I don't know how they figured those teams up. I I'm not well versed in expansion teams with the MLS. I know, of course, they just added the Atlanta team, the Atlanta FC, um, but it's it's kind of a unique thing with hockey but i i'm like you i don't agree with the way they did it uh now something that's interesting i was reading about how they're talking about hey vegas uh looks like or not vegas uh, detroit telling detroit looks like vegas is a hockey town now because detroit red wings have always been a big hockey thing and all that but uh something that I, you can tell that somebody has a very big vested interest in them succeeding not only from this with the uh way they handled the pulling the players together and they've just created this dominant team that they basically they stack the deck and on top of that if you've ever watched one of their games um and it's here i am kind of promoting them too but it's very fun it's a lot of fun watching a game because they have a very unique home uh audience and the way that their arena set up and of course it's vegas so they you know they go all out they've got a big night head that they come out of that they lower from the ceiling because it's massive and of course, it's glowing and fire and all this. And they got a big castle, and they got all the little <laughs> guys with the drums and the horn. You know, like a little band. It's it's. And I don't know if I haven't. Well, I didn't watch a lot of the regular season games, so I don't know if this is like a just a playoff thing or if it's. And also, they've got the 3D camera deal where the ice looks like it's moving and kind of like with we've seen it in basketball with right. Cleveland and everybody else. And uh, but they've got that. And of course, it's uh, then they got fans that have seats that are season ticket holders that sit by the ice they're dressing up like elvis like there's these same guys that have been in every game and they all sit right there by the glass so you know they're these are the season these from your hardcore fans so they're dressing up like elvis because of the whole vegas up people so it's memphis I'm like well no i mean it's you know it's just elvis if you've ever been to vegas you understand. well yeah yeah right. no in vegas elvis and, is elvis is a, a shared thing memphis vegas right it's because uh, he he spent a lot of time doing shows in vegas at the end of his career and you got fans that are dressed up in full chain mail nights like outfits and things they've got uh and the funniest thing one of the local restaurants this is no, now if you've never been to vegas now, i've been to vegas several times so this doesn't surprise me but i know if you haven't been there or seen how over the top everything is i imagine how it's going to be when the raiders finally get established there it's probably going to be ridiculous uh but one of the uh mark andre flurry i think is how you pronounce his name he's the uh goalie for vegas he's very good by the way too at the bellagio they have a a statue of him in the center of the bellagio at this little restaurant of him made of complete like chocolate like it's a it's like 90 pounds of of chocolate and it's and it's saying it looks all like it looks like it's a life-size version of this dude just pure chocolate and with his full uniform on like he's in a like in a goalie stance and I thought that's, but it just shows you how they've embraced. I mean, now Nashville's embraced. It took 20 years, but <laughs> Nashville's finally, you know. But Nashville, I don't, I can't remember. I wish I could remember back. I wasn't following them back then. How it was, did they stack the deck with them when they first came? Because I don't remember them being 
They weren't good. That good right out the gate. I think they did them like we thought they should. They had to kind of earn. They kind of had to earn their way. Well, I mean, they had an expansion draft for Nashville, just like they had an expansion draft for it Vegas. Just it just wasn't and I, I believe it was the same rules and everything, but it wasn't. I mean, they didn't have this, this kind of wild ridiculous. success. Yeah, yeah. Which I think we'll get to see. You got the 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 Nashville Predators kind of earned their way. And we're going to, and hopefully if they win out Thursday, we'll get to see what Vegas is. Now it hasn't been very well for Nashville playing Vegas this year. They had a really hard time with them and haven't beat them. So, but if you definitely assume in Nashville, even if Nashville doesn't go, whoever Vegas, if they play Winnipeg, you should watch one of the games when they're playing in Vegas, just to get an idea of that. I'm not like exaggerate. It's, it's just crazy how much, but you can tell somebody's got a lot of money involved here. When you go that far out and do what you do, it it just shows you they they set them up to definitely make sure they did not fail. And I think there's some of the stuff with the Raiders are involved in this too. You know, they're bringing the Raiders there. They're going to probably just, of course, it's the Raiders, so you really don't have to do a lot of promotion there. Um, but, and you're just pulling a team, whereas this was a whole new makeup. Now, that's not to say after this season they break them all up again and then, you know, Vegas is just meh. But we'll see. So, what in the world is that? Oh, you're playing. <laughs> you reminded me of Elvis in that last one. First, I thought that sounded like one, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> now, they don't play that song before the game, though. Why not? I. They should. Now, nah, they play some kind of like. It looks should, cool. They should bring out a, a Elvis impersonator to do that one. Right. <laughs> well, they do have uh, – it's focused more on the nights. I noticed before the game uh, that I watched uh, last week, they have a knight come out on the ice in skates, and he's in full uniform. And there's another guy that's like a little peasant dude, and he's got a a flag of whatever the other team is. And it and they basically – he has a little sword, and they, they fight it out there until the guy basically at night knocks him down, and it's like he beats him. And, yeah, it's it's like a little – like a medieval – it's almost it, – that's actually the best way. If you've ever been to a medieval times restaurant, it's like that, but watching it on ice, and you just don't have all the food in front of you. I, mean, I guess you could go back and get <laughs> – Medieval times on ice. Right, they need big turkey legs, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Oh, the, I bet they that's do. That's the next thing at the Knights games is these huge I bet they do have turkey gonna, legs there. They're going to start throwing uh, – do they throw poker chips on the ice? You know, they throw catfish in uh, in, in Nashville. Do they throw poker uh, chips they on may the now, ice? They may now, now that you mentioned watching. In, uh, in Vegas. I'll look up that. Up that I would uh, – or I would, like, play with a special puck when I was there that looked like a poker chip. And I, like oh, I'm sure. Like a poker chip. Yeah, I bet. I bet that's already. There's probably a store there's, there in the arena that. Pro, already, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you can buy one yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I don't blame though. I mean, to me, if I lived out there, oh, I'd go to the games. Plus, then you got the gambling aspect of people. Say, oh, it's terrible. Eh, it makes it more fun. If you you know if you got something riding on the game, even if it's five bucks, it's still fun just to be there. And I imagine, like I said, I've been out there to Vegas several times. That hoopla and the fun, and it's something I always tell anybody that's of age. Uh, definitely, you want to go out there at least once just to experience it. You know, even if you're not a, you don't have to be a gambler. It's it's just the lights and the but sounds. But it's better to, if you are. Yeah, or I mean, worse, depending well, on how the trip yeah, that's goes. true. Yeah, it may not be that great, but if you're a compulsive gambler, maybe yeah, not great. Stay away. Yeah. If you're a casual gambler and you have a lot of money, probably great. I mean, now you had great shows. Now you got great sports. You got a good hockey team. You got a football team. And even if you're not a Raiders fan, unless you're like a hardcore NFL like Titans fan and you just don't like the other teams, it'd probably be fun just to go there to see a game. 
you know, so it's here's yeah. what to me is uh, strange about it. Like I, I thought one of the big reasons that Vegas uh, didn't have pro teams in the past is because nobody's from Las Vegas. Like everybody out there pretty much the, the if they live there, that means they work in a casino. It's because other than that, there's nobody there. There's people in there for vacation, and then there's the people who work at the casinos, and that's it. I guess just now there's been enough people that work at the casinos in Vegas that they they can be fans of their own team is all I can figure. Well, and then uh, also, I don't know. uh, I I really haven't looked that much into the Las Vegas Raiders thing, but uh, football in August in, uh, in the desert would be pretty hot, I would think. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I, I just out there that with the weather and all that, with how much you know they're gonna be able to do it. Because I every event I went to out there has been indoors, and in the heat's kind of a you know it was like 125 or something during the summer. Yeah, and I actually had locals there tell me like, don't come between like July and August because <laughs> I was there in November and it was 92 in November, but it's a dry heat. And and in the evenings though it's crazy. It'll be like sixty five degrees, or so, even when it's like oh, yeah. seventy five, it feels like it's fifty because you've adjusted. Well, hopefully you've. When I was there, I spent time outside during the day in the nineties, and I kind of adjusted to the heat. And then at night, I would try to wear the same clothes. And I was like, oh man, it's cold. And even when you put pants on or thing, it still was just a chilly. It's kind. Of, it's so weird to go from one extreme to the other. I didn't get sick though. I was worried. I would, you know that kind of weather changing, but. Sometimes you can just stay inside the casinos the whole time anyway, or, or you know, for event. There's that's event where center, I would be. Event centers, and, <laughs> and there's plenty of them. People say, oh, that's what I, I went to. I think I went to just about every one of them on the strip just to walk through the door, made my little walk through, and, you know, and you can get lost in them very easily. They're like little mini cities. It's it's ridiculous, but it's cool, though. It's uh, that's on purpose. Yeah, yeah. No windows. Makes yeah. you feel like you lose track of time. You, but it, it was a very good time, and I think uh, – also, you never know. Uh, Vegas plays the uh, Predators. If you're out there during next season or something, that'd be you know. And the best time to go there is, I would say, probably September to November. Don't go around the holidays per se, but then uh, maybe February to go out there during football, hang out at a sports oh, book. That's the bet, best. Bet some football yeah, games. When I was there in November, it was uh, well, it was in October, early November. Oh, it was that. That was probably the most fun I've ever had. Uh, you can go in a room, there's 100 TV, every football game and every sport known to man that's going on at that time is on in front of you. And you can just sit there and, or you can enjoy that. And the food's good too. It's not like if you've been to Tunica here where everybody goes, oh, buffet. No, you got buffets, but there's also just, I mean, Wolfgang Puck and uh, Emerald Agassi, you know, all these different restaurants of these real famous chefs and things. And it's a, yeah, it's they a good shut time. down the good one here. Uh, the good one in Tunica was Paula Dean's. Yeah. And, it, and they shut it down. And that was good food, man. I, uh, okay, it's not this classy, whatever, pretentious, uh, small portion stuff you see with, uh, like, Emerald. But, uh, I mean, if you're just out to clog your arteries and have some good tasting food, <laughs> it was great. Paula Dean's Restaurant in, uh, what was the name of the play? Resorts? No, it was... Uh, uh, the Grand. The, yeah, but it was yeah, called... They some, changed wasn't it Harris. Harris, yeah, Harris. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, that was... Man, that Paula Dean's Restaurant was great. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, my parents actually here recently in the past month or two went to the one. The, the I think it's in Savannah. I think in George somewhere. Oh, I didn't even they, know they had another one. Yeah, yeah, the original, like where her main restaurants and stuff are. But, uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a good time. So if you get a chance to go out there, go out there and catch a you know 
next time Predators in Vegas are playing, if it's that right time of year, yeah, I bet it'll be a wild time, even especially if you're a Predators fan and being in that environment, just it's probably ridiculous. So, but a good time. All right, when we come back, what does it take to be the greatest player of all time? You can hear us argue about that. It's on the other side of Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. This is Robert Pilkington with Remax Driveway. When you work with me, you're the top priority. Your goals become my goals, and from start to finish, I'll be committed to your needs and wants, guiding your transaction with energy and attention to detail. And I'm a regular person just like you. I'm not some slick guy in a cheap suit looking for a quick hit. I'm Robert. I'm your neighbor and your employee. Call me, Robert Pilkington, at Remax Driveway, and let me lead you home. Call me at 901-873-3312. One little victory at a time, a foster parent can bring a scared child out of his shell. Maybe it'll be her very own dresser of clean clothes. Maybe you'll be the first one to celebrate a school grade. You won't believe how rewarding it can be to unlock a kid's big tomorrow with the little things today. Visit youthvillages.org slash foster hope and let Youth Villages tell you how you can foster a little hope. Brought to you by Youth Villages in cooperation with this station and the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters. This is Keith Baird from Baird Auto Route. Baird is having our pre-owned sales event going on now. I'm so excited to announce that we have a large selection of light new Baird certified vehicles. Yes, Baird had a record new car month, which means a record amount of nice, clean, late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles that can save you thousands. Baird puts every vehicle through a rigorous inspection before we put them on the lot. Baird has hundreds of Baird certified vehicles to choose from. Baird has cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs. Baird has banks with millions of dollars to loan you and interest rates as low as 2.9% on Baird certified pre-owned vehicles. Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no, no problem. problem. Baird has banks on standby waiting to give you a loan. Don't buy anywhere else until you have shopped a Baird location near you. Give my staff just 15 minutes show you Baird can do it all for you. The Baird pre-owned used car event is going on now in West Plains, Missouri, Kenna, Missouri, Blavel, Arkansas, Covington, Tennessee, Jonesboro, Arkansas, Paragord, Arkansas, or check out over 1,000 vehicles on buybaird.com. Don't get a bad deal. Get a Baird deal, because why? Are you suffering from allergies? Then you need to stop by Bradford Family Pharmacy where they have a full line of over-the-counter allergy care products. They're locally owned and can give you all the convenience of a chain pharmacy along with personal service. They have a drive through free local delivery, text alerts, and a mobile app to refill your prescriptions too. Most insurance plans are accepted and transferring pharmacies is easy. Give Bradford Family Pharmacy a shot at earning your business. Call them at 475-6300 or stop by 1500 Highway 51 South in Covington. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low at 67 degrees. Tomorrow, a mix of clouds and sunshine with isolated showers and thunderstorms possible. Wednesday's high, 87. It'll be warmer on Thursday, plenty of sunshine in 89. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center.
Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. And here we go. segment adam and chad us 51 country 93.5 fm and us 51 country mobile app facebook live as well tweet at us at adam chad sports or go to facebook.com slash adam chad sports and a comment there on the feed and we're talking now about what it takes to be the greatest player of all time now the reason this comes up is because uh the lebron game winning shot of course every time lebron does something spectacular like that then the is lebron better than jordan thing comes up right and so is it lebron or is it michael jordan the best of all time i think right now it's michael jordan it, i mean I, let me get my opinion out of the way i think right now it's probably michael jordan michael jordan's not my favorite player of all time and i have a lot of problems with him i think that uh magic johnson doesn't get the respect in the all-time uh player list that he should but that's it's interesting because I think different people have different definitions of what the greatest of all time is. You say Joe Montana was the greatest quarterback of all time. Why? Won four Super Bowls. So did Terry Bradshaw. Uh, but they it's generally agreed upon that uh, Montana was more talented than Bradshaw. So Montana uh, wins four Super Bowls. He goes four for four in the Super Bowl. And a lot of people said the reason Tom Brady couldn't pass Joe Montana is because Joe Montana had a perfect record in the Super Bowl. Now Brady has five rings, and not as many people are saying that Montana was better. That Now uh, most people are saying that Brady is probably is maybe the greatest of all time. I don't even know if that's true. What is the measure of greatest of all time? And anybody can jump in in the comments there on the Facebook feed or give us a call at 901-475-9355. What is the measure of greatest of all time? It's kind of like the MVP discussion in a way. What If you're picking a player and you're saying this is the most valuable player, are you actually picking based on value or are you picking based on entertainment value? What are you picking on? And so right. this is the same sort of discussion. Um, now, one thing I don't, I don't like to call it, and I know in the title of the episode and all of that, you'll see it says the GOAT. I don't like that because up until three or four years ago, if you called somebody a goat, that meant they were the, they were the dog. I mean, they were the bad. That was a bad, that was a derogatory term to say that somebody was the goat is like saying that they were the reason it was bad. Right. Donkey. (laughs) And, and, and then somebody, uh, and I'm sure like it probably started out with somebody with a smooth comeback. Like they said, like, so some guy not that great at sports or whatever, but he's pretty quick with his mouth kind of like me, maybe he was sitting there and the kids were making fun of him and he said, you're the, the and they said, oh, you, you're just a goat. You're just a goat. And he said, yeah, greatest of all time, G-O-A-T. <laughs> and uh, like, so, and it was just funny and it was a good comeback. And then people started realizing, you know, greatest of all time does spell goat. We could just right. call it the goat. And so now it's just in, in vogue to say goat when you're talking about is he the goat is he the goat and i still every time i hear somebody say is somebody the goat it sounds like a bad thing to me so i don't like yeah. to say that i don't and uh so now that i'm off that soapbox but i don't like to say goat but greatest of all time what does it take to be the greatest of all time and uh, we'll start with basketball 
Is it what? What is it that makes Jordan the greatest basketball player of all time? Is it six for six in championships? Is it just the fact that he got six rings? Because Bill uh, Bill Russell has eleven. Uh, you know, uh, is it that he won it while being the scoring champion and on NBA All Defense team? So he played both ends of the court. I think that's a lot of what puts him above LeBron right now is the fact that he played defense and he was tenacious on defense as well as being a prolific offensive player. But, you know, a lot of people would say, hey, if LeBron, let's say LeBron, you know, goes and and plays for a championship or even wins a championship this year or goes to another team next year and wins a championship with a third team, does that make him the best of all time? He instantly puts... In the East, at least, whatever team he gets on goes to the finals. Uh, so what makes, a, what makes a basketball player, what's the measure of best of all time? Well, that's what you got to establish first. Is, I guess to everybody, there's different ways. I mean, if you go by just pure stats as far as uh, titles, like you said, I mean, yeah, that'd have to be Bill Russell because he's won like 11. So, I mean, that's just based on that pure stat alone. Right. Now, if you go by... I think it's a multiple things, or it should be at least. I know everybody kind of has their own opinion on me because you got you know Michael Jordan, LeBron James, you got Kobe Bryant, and Will Chamberlain, you know Shaquille O'Neal, Larry Bird, all that, a little bit of everything. I think it's safe to say you could probably narrow it down to four players that would be for that top spot, and that'd be, and I think me and you probably agree on this too. It'd either be Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Bill Russell. And uh, Kobe Bryant. Now you might like. I know you. You like Michael uh, Johnson too, or Magic Johnson. I call him Michael. Michael Johnson <laughs> I was, like Michael was Johnson, a yeah. sprinter. Yeah, yeah. Or Matt, I know you, Magic Johnson, would probably be your fifth if you had one into that group. But I think it's safe to say those guys are probably. You can kind of separate them from the rest of the other names that are out there, like you know Larry Bird and Shaquille O'Neal. They were good, but they're not. You know, now Shaq you could throw in there because of the pure title thing, but you'd say, well, we could Shaq. You can prove that Shaq couldn't do it without Kobe because Shaq had his opportunity with Penny when he was in Orlando. And well, he won one with D Wade too, though. Yeah, he after did, he did. after his time with Kobe, he went he went to Miami and won one. Right, and I mean, he, and he's got that, so he does have a little bit. You kind of he's right there on that crack that group. You know, I think he he's almost there, but I don't see where a team where because he was there. They won that time. I mean, he. I agree with. He's that, a part yeah. of the team now. Because people say, "Oh no!" But if he wasn't there, I'm like, "Yeah, there is some truth that yeah, if he wasn't there." But I mean, I'm talking like to the extent that LeBron, you know, if Kobe had been gone, yeah, they they wouldn't have won. We saw it happen. Kobe's gone. Look what happened to the Lakers now. Uh, same thing with Michael ja- Jordan. Michael Jordan leaves. Yeah, they stayed okay, but you know, they stopped winning championships. Uh, LeBron, he leaves Miami. Exactly. I mean, look what's happened. It's kind of one of those things where that player, you know, that one linchpin that just disintegrates the entire right. team. I think uh, for me, the best of all time now, basketball wise, would be a combination of okay, how many rings do you have? How many different teams did you get? For me, it's more impressive when you can go to multiple teams. That's where I separate LeBron from Michael Jordan. Uh, did you do it with multiple players? Right. You know, did you? Michael Jordan had the same kind of crew for I the most part. I think that's a very. I think that's a very good point. For all six championships, for one thing, uh, Scottie Pippen was on the team with Michael Jordan. And also, Michael Jordan played with a second team and was not good. And uh, that team was not good. The Wizards. He played with the Washington Wizards. uh, And they were not good at all. And he didn't make a difference on that team. Whereas you have LeBron James, 
who after 11, 12 years in the league, left Miami, went to Cleveland, and went to the finals now uh, with three years in a row trying for a fourth. Right, right. It's, uh, I mean, you start getting into the different, you know, facets of it because there's not really one defining thing. Like some, a lot of people say, well, they got me this many titles. Yeah. I, I mean, of course, in that case, like I said, it's a Bill but Russell, honestly, hands down. I mean. And if it's, <laughs> and, and are you judging just skill? Because I think if that you're too. judging just raw basketball talent, I honestly don't believe any of them can match Kobe Bryant. I think Kobe Bryant's the most talented player that's ever picked up a basketball. I, I just think he is. He has that confidence and that... Now, I'm not saying LeBron James is not far off, but to me, Kobe Bryant, as far as just raw talent, Kobe Bryant is the most talented player with LeBron coming in second, somewhere in second. And right. then and, and then I would say... I would actually, to me, Jordan on the talent list, Jordan falls way down. Jordan worked way harder than the talent he had. He, he, he worked very hard to create what he had. And uh, so I would think that uh, he will fall down if you're just talking about a pure talent standpoint. But also, like, you look in the NFL. If you're talking pure talent, Peyton Manning's probably the greatest quarterback that ever played. But is he the greatest quarterback that ever played? No, because I mean he only had he won two Super Bowls and one of them he was a non-factor, right? And and right. the defensive end was the MVP, <laughs> right? Right. And yeah. So uh, in a, and this is in a game in a league where the quarterback's always the MVP, right. and that he wasn't the MVP. It goes to show my point, kind of with the basketball thing analogy of of what makes the greatest of all time. He didn't. They could have plugged any quarterback. Like, if, if Peyton Manning hadn't been on that team that year, Denver still, I think, would have won the Super Bowl. I don't think it mattered whether Peyton was there or not. If you, You'd had to have a good quarterback. Now, don't get me wrong. You couldn't have put any quarterback in the league in there. You just had to have a game manager. If you'd had somebody in there to manage the game and not make a lot of mistakes, you, probably, you still would have won that Super Bowl. And I think that's what kind of takes away from Peyton a little bit from that particular. Now, his other one, now with the previous one, yeah. But that one, I, I don't. And I think that's what kind of hurts him from, like, for me. I don't think he's the greatest of all time. I actually think Eli is better in one respect, but not, like you said, now talent-wise, yeah. There's nobody that was as uh, precise about what they did and their, the way they did things and their mental for football and or mental aptitude, I guess you say, for football than Peyton. I agree there for sure. Uh, now, as far as Tom Brady, yeah, people say, well, he's benefited surrounding. Well, yeah, but every quarterback is to an extent. But if Tom Brady went down – now we did see one time where Matt Castle still took him to the playoffs. So there is a little bit. No, they didn't make. Know. They actually didn't make the playoffs that year. Just, he won eleven games, but the, oh, okay. it was, was the AFC the was super round. competitive that year, yeah. and eleven games, believe it or not, still didn't get them in. And uh, so uh, they couldn't even get a wild card spot with eleven wins. Uh, but yeah, Matt Castle did send them to eleven wins. Right. So that took a and, little bit away. And then from ended up not being me. that great. Uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, we'll see where that's at. And right, uh, right. and you know, so uh, the but as far as Tom Brady, I think the one disadvantage is, uh, and and this happens with players sometimes. I mean, a lot of times, uh, uh, you know, people like for players to stay in the same place, and they they used to a lot. Now they do a lot less. They stay in one team a lot less. But uh, when you're talking about like quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, they tend to stay with the same team because the teams don't let them go if they're good. Uh, right. Tom Brady 
has stayed with the same team. So we haven't seen him outside of a Belichick yeah, system. Yeah. And that's why it takes away from him a little bit. So when you do look at something and you say, okay, uh, because like what we talk about when we talk about LeBron being the greatest of all time, one thing you can say for LeBron is wherever you put him, he makes the team better. Even in his 15th year in the NBA, whatever team he's on is immediately better. Right. And not just immediately better, immediately a contender. Right. Just because he's on the team, regardless of who else is playing, that to me is huge. Yeah. Now, you can't say that for Tom Brady. One, you've never seen him in this situation. We don't know. Yeah, there's no way to but know. Two, but well, you have seen the situation where Tom Brady's not available and the Patriots do just fine in right. the quarterback department. So it's hard to say. At the same time, Tom Brady has five rings. So it's hard, you know, yeah. how do you argue that? And so that's what I'm saying the trick is here. When you start talking about greatest of all time and is LeBron better than Michael Jordan, is he the greatest of all time Michael Jordan's number two? Or is Michael Jordan the greatest of all time and he's number two? There's a lot of arguments either way. Jordan's right. six for six in title. Never lost a title game he went to. Jordan went to a second team and was horrible and could not make the Wizards worth anything. Now, uh, LeBron, second team, took him to the finals. Now, uh, three times in a row, probably four. Uh, and that was on it. Well, it's, I mean, it's coming back to Cleveland. He had already been to the finals once with Cleveland. Then he went to Miami, went to the finals every year he was in Miami. Then he came back to Cleveland and has gone to the finals every year he's been in Cleveland. Nobody's been to as many finals as him, for one thing. And that's a grind. He also doesn't miss games like a lot of other players do. He doesn't play as hard as other players, but he doesn't miss games like a lot of players do. And that NBA schedule is a grind. So, I mean, I, I think there are a lot of arguments in LeBron's uh, favor, too. I, I think one thing I think is it's hard to name somebody the greatest of all time while they're still playing. And even though you can look at LeBron and say, well, he may end up with that title one day, and I don't know that you can give it to him until he's done. And it's the same way with Tom Brady. I don't know that you can say Tom Brady's definitely better than Montana until he's through. And, yeah. you know, now look. He's 40 years old. If he wins a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl, I mean, it's almost like it's almost not even a question. He just has too many accolades to to pass up right. and say he's not. And you could say, well, he benefited from this or that. But, I mean, that's that's a bunch of what ifs. You know what actually happened is he won five Super Bowls. Right. And statistically, he will be – I think he's going to be – the greatest of all time from a pure stats, like I said, champion. To me, him and Jordan are in the same vein of, you know, they've same team, same group. They won more titles than anybody kind of thing. And I think that's in its own right. And we know that they're skilled and their their leadership ability is there. Now, yeah, we don't know what it'd be like if they got switched. Now, I think my LeBron's problem is going to be um, – and, of course, this is what a lot of people I've heard people uh, knock they've said about him. And I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but some people say, well, it was a different time period. It, the NBA was more competitive. Then I'm like, well, you could also go the other side. There's a lot more bigger guys now, too, than there were then, too. Oh, yeah. So it, it's kind of, you know, that the, argument, I don't really fall into that either of those. I don't really go by either right. those categories. But there are people that they will use that as a – Oh, yeah. And LeBron, to but me, still needs to, to win say, a little more – he needs to go some more hardware before I'll – completely give him that i would venture to say that in uh michael jordan's time one thing i I think point guards were probably smaller you didn't have guys 
Here's what you didn't have when Michael Jordan was playing. You didn't have guys that were 6'10", 6'11", that could handle the ball and shoot the three. Right. Most of them could. You had those guys that big, but not guys that hitting threes. The Most of them were all guy, in the paint. The only guy that that tall that could handle the ball was Magic Johnson. He And he was an anomaly. Nobody right. had ever seen an athletic guy that tall that could handle right. the ball before. There wasn't any Kevin Durant. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't yeah, a 6'11", <laughs> Kevin Durant, who can run the court and uh, pull up and shoot the three. Right. It wasn't there. And, and Magic Johnson couldn't shoot from the outside. Right. He was a great ball handler. He couldn't shoot from the outside. And Shaq couldn't either. Yeah, uh, Shaq, Shaq couldn't, couldn't shoot throws from either. outside three feet. <laughs> right. So if he was, oh, he was just a master brand. And people like Yao Ming, of course, Yao Ming was after. But you know, people like that, we saw how it just – but now, like, so you got Kevin Durant, and then, of course, LeBron's not a – and he's got a side. Now, that's something else that's different, too. I compare people based on size, too, because Jordan was a big guy, but not the size of LeBron's not a freak like of LeBron. nature. Right, Neither yeah. was – he's nowhere to admit. Kobe's kind of a slender dude, so he's got a different build. On, it'd be like comparing Stephon Curry. I mean, Stephon Curry's a little dude. But skill-wise, he matches all of them as far as shooting ability. He can, he can shoot just as good as any of them can. Now, his skill with – multiple facets of the game not so much we know he's mainly a perimeter guy and he can sink a three like nobody's he's probably gonna be the best three-point shooter in the history of the game oh yeah, yeah. Uh, him and ginobili i think are probably your and maybe i don't know uh, fisher might be in that group and Ori, because that gets in a whole nother you know great that's so you a whole can, nother you can segment greatest of all time of well a whole and i think thing. that's i think it's important to see that too and to say and i think one of the things uh that's unfair i'm like you about uh Michael Jordan was a, a pure shooting guard. He he was a two guard. That's what he was. That's what he did. And so to compare, LeBron is supposed to be a forward. Now, right. he plays more like a guard, but he plays more like a point guard a lot of the time, depending on the team that he has around him. Uh, I just don't know that, it, like you said, it's a completely fair comparison to begin with because I don't know that they're on the same footing. But uh, I, I just think, but I think you've hit the nail right on the head. Greatest of all time, I don't know that you can have a one greatest basketball player of all time because you can't play every position. I think you can have a greatest of each time. You could have a greatest three-point shooter of all time. Right. You could have a greatest uh, a point guard, point guard or, of all yeah. time, I guess, you know, with yeah. assists. Best and things. center of all time. You know, but, like uh, Power but forward, greatest overall basketball player of all time. And and I guess the one thing we do know, though, is if you do pick greatest of all time, uh, that you know it's pretty much at this point, I think it's agreed on by just about everybody that it's between LeBron and Michael. And I think it's more yeah, of an probably, age you thing. Probably got your Kobe Honestly, out there well, too, I think sure. you probably got your Bill Russell people out there too, but they're well, just not around now, much anymore. The way I can find the way they can all compromise, and this is the way I've always kind of looked at it, and I've heard people mention this way, and I guess it's probably the only neutral take on it, is there's time periods for each one of them was in their own time period. They really didn't play in the same. I mean, yeah, there was some overlap, but not really. Right. I would say if you had to, to be fair about it, you could say that Bill Russell was the best of his time. Michael Jordan was the best of his time. Kobe was the best. And now uh, LeBron is the best of this current time frame. Right. Like, there's nobody better than him. So I was like, what is that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> but uh, 
they, you know, I think those time periods, they could easily say, yeah, right now, LeBron in his time frame, you take away the Kobe time, you know, because Kobe wasn't in his best when LeBron was in his early stages anyway. So you could say, yeah, LeBron was the best of his time. Kobe was the best of his. Jordan was the best of his. Russell. And they really did have far enough gaps. You could do yeah, that. Yeah, pretty and, much. Yeah. And then, of course, the thing with the you know particular positions and all. It's like football. Tom Brady, I don't mean, it's like the greatest football player of all time. He's the best quarterback of all time, really. It, it really is. Right. I, there's a lot of other skilled players that were better than him, I think. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, that's a, that would be, gosh. I don't even think we do that with other sports. Maybe with hockey we do. We say Wayne Gretzky was yeah, the greatest of all time. That's true. But, I mean, nobody ever asked him to get in goal. So. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to see how good he does as a goalie. Yeah. That's going to do it for us this week. See you next week. For Adam Craig and everybody else here at the Grace Broadcasting Studios, I'm Chad Gatlin. See you As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.